0: This episode of Into the Wild is sponsored by Leica Sport Optics. It's well known and proven that connecting with wildlife and nature can improve your overall well-being. So why would you not want to turn it up a notch by getting to see things even closer and clearer with a set of binoculars? It's what I have done and I have not looked back. I can't recommend enough checking out the range of optics that Leica have to offer. A great range of kit with superb optics and they even have payment plans if you don't have the cash up front. I wouldn't shout about a company on the show that I haven't used or been impressed by, and it's important to me that companies we are partnered with have the same values as Into The Wild, which is why I'm proud to give them five thumbs up. If you want to check out more of Liker's range, then visit their website that can be found in the write-up of this episode. And now, on with the show. Hello, how are you doing? Welcome to a brand new episode of Into The Wild, lovely to have you joining us. And before we get going, I just want to say that the news in the last week, um, well, Year, two years, five years, ten years, the news is what I'm trying to say. But it's been challenging. So I just want to throw out to you. Yep, you. Talking to you, no one else now, just you. I hope you're alright. Look after yourselves, guys. Go for a walk, enjoy nature, enjoy the outdoors. It's scary times, it's weird times. There are moments where I'm walking around my flat and I just stop and I go... But we're all in it together we're all here and we're here to support each other so just want to say hope you're all right keep going now let's move on with the show before we get started a big thank you to april chris and Wilma for supporting us on Kofi.com. much appreciated guys thank you so much and if anyone else would like to do it the link's in the right up click it go on click it support us oscar and i would love it also a big thank you to those that have been reviewing us on spotify in the last week we've had quite a few come through if you want that review to be included in the draw to win a mug in march make sure you screen grab it and send it to us otherwise i don't know who you are and on the note of mugs big congratulations to longtime long-time listener and supporter of the show simon beady he was the winner uh, for january's monthly mug giveaway so simon your mug will be in the post to you pretty soon And a reminder, if you would like to be in the chance to win the monthly mug giveaway, all you have to do is review us on Spotify or iTunes. Screen grab that review and send it to us so I know who you are and it came from yourself support us on ko-fi.com as i said the link is in the right up of the show or take part in our weekly nature highlight which takes place every single sunday over on our instagram at into the wild podcast by doing that you will get put into a draw to win a free into the wild mug right let's move on to some 60 second nature news the world needs some positivity so i hope this makes you smile <sighs> Hedgehogs are down but not out. Despite them having mixed population trends with rural populations declining, the State of Britain's Hedgehog 2022 report showed that Britain's urban hedgehog population is showing signs of recovery. 35 hatchlings of Cantor's giant softshell turtle, a species that is listed on the IUCN as critically endangered, have been released into the wild. Oh, take a shot, I said the name of the show. The Wildlife Conservation Society Cambodia Programme announced the release, saying that they had been placed along the Mekong River back in February. The President of France, Emmanuel Macron, has proposed the expansion of existing marine protected areas in the southern Indian Ocean. The expansion of almost 1 million square kilometres will provide a huge opportunity for marine conservation in these areas. And finally, common cranes are making a remarkable comeback in Britain. Disappearing from Britain for around about 300 years, a common crane returned around 1979, and now in 2022, reports are showing that 2021 had the best breeding season since the 17th century, with about 40 chicks reared. And that's the end of 60 Second Nature News. I don't want to sound too confident, but I'm getting better at them. Am I not? I I feel like I am. Anyway, let's move on to today's show. We all know I like to talk about the city, I love living in a city, it's great, it fills me with lots of stuff to do and there's also some wonderful nature hotspots in and around London as well. So it was a huge pleasure to talk to Quesia aka City Girl in Nature. Quessia has created a great YouTube series called City Girl in Nature. In this series, Quessia is on the hunt for people in urban areas and inner city to discuss nature really and connecting with it and what it means to them. And what I love about this series is it looks at literally everything to do with nature, not just nature itself, but how people connect with it, whether it's through the arts, whether it's through poetry, music, running, trekking, swimming, I mean I don't have to list all of the activities, you know what I mean. Basically, Questia leaves no stone unturned when it comes to connecting with nature. It was lovely to get to talk to Questia about her um, connection with nature as well, where that came from and how that's developed. And then of course we did speak about how to connect inner city people with nature, what's missing, is there a challenge at all, or does Questia actually find it quite easy? So sit back, enjoy this episode. This is a chat with City Girl in Nature. Questia, thank you so much for joining me on Into the Wild. I feel like we've been back and forth trying to get a date because me and you have been so busy, but we finally got it here. Um, how are you and have you had a good day?
1: Thank you so much, Ryan. And you're right to say that, in fact, we have actually had a bit of a kerfuffle in terms of trying to organise something.
0: We've both been busy. Let's put it that way. Like when you had a date, I couldn't do it. When I had a date, you couldn't do it. But we're here now, so it doesn't matter.
1: (laughs) Definitely. I agree. Um, I'm feeling good today, actually. I'm feeling good, even though it's been raining. The rain's kind of brought a sense of calmness in terms of being able to chill and not actually, I've been out a bit in it But not like completely getting drenched Without any like right clothing on So like I've been cool and quite happy for the rain actually So yeah, how have you been keeping?
0: I've been alright, I've been obviously dog walking today and yesterday today, Yesterday was tipping it down in North London So it was fine and I was like okay let's strap in for a wet day out but then the good thing is Hampstead Heath was so quiet. There was no people there. There was no one else. So I, me and my team practically had the place to ourselves along with some other dog walkers. So it was actually, we were kind of walking around with a bit of Enya music in our head. Like, this is nice. <laughs> so yeah, it was quite nice. It was nice to have the place to ourself. Um, But yeah, I'm warm now. I'm dry. I've had a cup of tea. Let's start talking about you. My first question to you, mate, is... Can you start by telling everyone who you are and what you do?
1: So you've said my name already in terms of I'm Crusia, but I'm also known as City Girl in Nature. Yeah. What I do is essentially I share my love and passion for the outdoors with people and especially inner city people in the hopes to get them to get outdoors and understand the benefits of what the outdoors and what mother nature has to offer and how important it is to get outside essentially and how Mm. it can be very nourishing and healing especially being someone that has come from a background that has had a lot of challenges and stuff as well I've been fortunate to be able to understand and overstand the importance of the outdoors and nature
0: have you learned that or is that something because you said that you you're coming from somewhere that had its challenges have, have you always understood the power of the outdoors or is that something you've learned kind of later in life
1: so definitely definitely something that I learned later on in life um yeah. I was never actually an outdoorsy person if I'm honest um, oh, cool. the closest to outdoors I was I was kind of engaging in was football I have a footballing <laughs> experience in terms of like my growing up wise and mm. stuff like that. I played football since I was five. I was a football coach. A lot of my outdoors experience was essentially kicking ball outside and being from inner city. It wasn't always outside on grass as well it was sometimes just like street yeah. football on the pavement and stuff like that so it wasn't always like in a nice green park (laughs) that is like full of greenery and trees and stuff so yeah my outdoors engagement wasn't at all how it is now and essentially the only reason why it changed was of my three-week expedition to the Peruvian Amazon with the British Exploring Society which was a life-changing experience for me because I'd never been out camping or doing anything like that so it changed my life essentially I was with a bunch of strangers and no phone in the jungle for three weeks so essentially that's going to change your life especially coming from inner city Deptford near a local estate um, you don't you don't have those types of experiences generally coming from this type of background and some of the challenges of which we face in in my community so yeah that's a bit about me in terms of before and how I kind of came about to have this type of transition and change and understand how amazing nature really is
0: so I've got to ask you having never had that experience before let's talk about not having a phone for three weeks <laughs> how was that
1: so to be fair funny enough I'm not really a phone person uh, okay. funny enough like I know I'm like 24 basically and they say like people that are young are meant to be like so into technology and stuff but weird enough I've never really been a phone type of person so it was really Mm. nice for me because I was kind of allowed to do that in terms of when I'm actually like in the city and with my peers like me not wanting to be a phone person is kind of not acceptable because that's the only way that they see it as communicating or doing something. So me being able to have that free week, like no phone was just essentially what I've always needed and wanted, but I never had that opportunity to do it. Um, The closest to it was downgrading to a Nokia and wanting to just play snakes on it, uh, which... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which didn't work out well for me because most of my friends want to say FaceTime me and stuff so it just yeah. didn't last long for me and obviously with social media and doing stuff like coaching etc I did have to try to engage in that world and yeah I use it now even as a tool to give back what I'm trying to share with other people also so
0: nice nice because I've I've been in places myself where like, so I went to Cuba once and didn't like you. I mean, I have a phone, but you can't use it. There's no data, there's no Wi Fi anywhere because it's just not the way the, the country works. And for me, actually, it was quite like tonic to be away from it for 10 days, completely unconnected from the world. And I was like, this is actually quite nice. So I really enjoyed it. So if anyone's listening and you're thinking of doing it, I guess go to Cuba is my answer to that. <laughs> if you can, like, it's a good way to do it. So with the natural world something you've kind of immersed yourself more into what would you say your favorite thing is about the natural world
1: my favorite thing about the natural world is that the natural world is all around us yeah essentially we we like to sometimes or we don't necessarily think about it like that as well we sometimes Hmm. feel that in order to access the natural world we need to go to like amazing places national parks and Uh, forests and stuff like that but the most beautiful part about it for me is that it's actually all about and all around and it's even within um interestingly enough so that's Mm. my favorite thing and it's just about exploring that and being able to share that with others and giving other people that kind of insight and perspective is what also brings that joy of what is out there for us essentially Uh, i hope that makes sense yeah
0: (laughs) No, it does. But actually, do you know what? you've said something there that no one's I don't think anyone said on the show before is that it's uh, like the natural world is something that's within. So I guess really for you to have your moment, what what do you mean when you say that?
1: So when I say that it's within, there's actually something that a dear friend of mine who my latest episode is with mm. actually Boy Say So. He makes jazz fusion music and he often says to me that if you can't go out, go within. And from what I get from that as well is that within us, there's elements and the world around us have many elements. So mm. every element that is essentially out there and there's a saying and a thinking of as, a, as above, so beneath, which I believe in also, is that a lot of the things that are out are in us. And just yeah. tapping into that enables us to also be able to connect deeper as well with the natural world and the world around mm. us. Because a lot of answers that we sometimes look for are actually just inside of us. Yeah. And that's something that I would say about saying that nature is also within.
0: I think when saying stuff like that, I would be paranoid myself going, do I sound really like mega ve, ve- mega vegan right now saying that? Do I sound ba-? but actually when I hear you say it as well, it's like, It is, though, because when you're going for a walk and you can hear bird call or you can in the spring when you're watching like the long grass blow in the wind, there is something very innate and natural into you just going, I am very relaxed right now. (laughs) So you mentioned earlier your uh, City Girl in Nature. You've been making a wonderful series under that title. Do you want to tell us a bit about what this is and how it all started?
1: So City Girl in Nature online series essentially is... One of the core elements of City Girl Nature right now, um, in terms of when I first set up City Girl Nature, I actually mm. set up a YouTube channel. Okay. Which I'll be honest, I did some videos and it wasn't going how I wanted it to go in terms of I mm. had a vision, I wanted it to like connect with people, I wanted people to understand it, I wanted it to be real and raw nothing like looking yeah. a certain way and tight cut and all this type of stuff. I wanted it to represent <laughs> like where I'm coming from through the through its music, through the conversations I'm having, et cetera. So City Girl and Nature essentially started off with a YouTube channel generally. And as I said, it wasn't going the way I wanted to, but after having like a conversation with a filmmaker friend that I have, yeah. um, I was able to then Put my vision and his skills together. Mr. Rex, who is who I'm speaking about, who is actually the director of my series. (laughs) We then came together and put together the online series. And essentially, the online series is about my quest of getting inner city people out into the natural world. And that that is done through different episodes featuring myself and sometimes featuring guests um, that may have experience from Polar um, Explorers, Record Breaker. wow to people like my dad or my friend that doesn't really engage outdoors in (laughs) in like a major way so just getting all these different perspectives and thoughts and thought-provoking stuff and allowing people to understand um how accessible nature truly is as I said because it's all around us and we can even do stuff like nature art bringing nature indoors as well so just these different ways and herbs that we Eat our food with like this is all part of nature and nature connection so yeah that's essentially what the online series is about
0: I like the, the fact that you you kind of you talk to anyone as well this is what I really like about your series is that it's not you know like you said you might talk to a polar explorer you might talk to someone that works in the field of wildlife and nature or the outdoors but you are not duck to that like you're very much someone that will go yeah I'll talk to my dad who's not I'll talk to the person that's not connected with nature as well when you talk to those people that aren't as connected to the outdoors or nature as you and I might be how do you find those conversations are there any patterns or similarities where you're like I kind of see where this person's coming from
1: so definitely there's definitely that sense of knowing where the person is coming from because I want towards Mm. them so I yeah, can truly yeah. understand it and I can just <laughs> automatically tap into it and allow mm. them to understand that, which they most likely will know is that I actually have the same background as them or of not mm. knowing at all. So it's kind of makes it more relatable and that conversation to be easier as well, because they can see I'm actually living it. So they feel yeah. like they can trust me. They can trust me to share this information with them. And they also can do it. Like one of my episodes featured one of the young people from my area I grew up in. And he didn't know anything about foraging, and I gave I ate a berry in front of him when we was walking, and he was like, "Okay," and then I was like, "You try it," and he actually tried it, and he was like, "Oh, it's actually sweet." And like him now knowing that information, as he even says in the video, he knows it now, and he yeah. can also then share it with someone else. So that's mm. kind of my outlook in terms of like people that have no clue. I once was them too, so uh, yeah. it's just about just trying to get more people to understand it. And even people that are already engaged, I also mm. find them saying, wow, like that's something new or something thought-provoking yeah. as well. So that's something so pleasing for me as well because it's, it's, it's open to anyone as well. I don't, I don't really like to box myself in too much. So yeah. I'm, I'm so happy that I'm able to like connect with different types of people.
0: I, I love that moment that you just described there with the berry because I had that with a friend with wild garlic she didn't believe me we were walking in queenswood so near highgate woods and here i am right and it was last spring and the wild garlic was just starting to grow but when i went you see that like leaf and that flower there that's wild garlic and she was like okay and i was like you can eat that and she was like S- off and i was like no no, you can she was like you're just trying to make me eat something from the ground that's probably got dog on it <laughs> and i was like no genuinely so i picked a bit up. i had a bottle of water so i wiped it down i went look tried a bit And I was like, isn't that amazing that it just grows from the ground? And her reaction was like, yeah, whatever. And I was like, oh, damn it. Like be excited about this. (laughs) So sometimes it's quite frustrating when people don't like it. But I guess that's just like you said, the diversity of what people are like. If it's not their interest, then it's not. But um, do you find it's getting easier for you to chat? Well, easier for everyone to chat about nature to city people?
1: I definitely feel like uh, the conversation about getting outdoors with Mm. city people is much more open now, especially with lockdown and stuff like that, because uh, a lot of people weren't able to do the things that they usually do and and be, I'd say, in a way, distracted, even though obviously people do work and that is something people need to do. But there wasn't much distraction and it was very much simple living. So people did not have that true. sense of, oh, okay, like, oh, let's go to the park. And especially with the yeah. one hour rule and stuff like that. So it was like, <laughs> what can I do that can like be useful? Or so that's something that I feel that has changed the conversation as well. And um just yeah. in the sense of even looking at like there's more role models as well coming from the community generally, showing that inner city people, city people black brown muslim christian you can go outdoors and just being seeing that representation as well is another thing that i feel is bringing that awareness and yeah like letting everyone know that uh, money and stuff like that doesn't need to be a barrier that essentially as i've said as well it's all around us so like it's free as well like even foraging and stuff like this is these types of things are free and it's and it's for all of us to kind of tap into it and get that opportunity too, even if it's not our thing but you know give it a try
0: something in the last couple of years because like you said a lot of people have realized that you know the green spaces that are around them in the whole of the uk and i'm talking globally as well but like focusing on the uk we've realized what parks and green spaces and wild areas that we have but the other thing that's been quite clear is how a lot of people have been made to feel not welcome in these certain areas where they've gone to explore and we've seen it a lot around kind of more urban areas the countryside areas where people have gone to visit and been you know these people have had even if they shared videos you've had nasty comments which is disgusting to see but from a london perspective in your experience have you ever experienced that kind of treatment within london
1: so i'd say i've never really experienced directly Um, I'd say maybe a bit of microaggressions or maybe just in terms of my own kind of feeling of being uncomfortable. Because sometimes when I do go to spaces, I am like the only like brown girl there or like the only girl or like the only person that like sounds different. I do sometimes still feel that. It does sometimes come across that way, but it's something that I don't look into too much or like to kind of indulging if that's the word like I just kind of try to be positive and just understand that because I have experienced a lot of open arms like that's way more better for me to focus on as well and that's what I kind of like to do as well and like what you said as well it can be quite horrible like seeing some of this stuff and hearing about it Um, but if I'm honest as well it's kind of like a reality as well that yeah. um, a lot of people within certain communities and stuff face so, so which is sad to say but it can be very normalized in terms of oh, but we've always had that or whatever it might be so mm. um, just in terms of that that's just like what I can say like in terms of my own experience as well and yeah like I just like to focus on the positives and just be, <laughs> being able to like be a positive role model essentially and that's half of kind of like my thought.
0: The one thing I do like, I think, that's happened in the last, uh, well, I guess two years ago as well, is that whenever it seems to happen to, you you know, any group of people that there's always a reaction of... we're going anyway and then it turns up like you know it's kind of like no we're gonna go to this park and look how many of us want to come to this park and i think it's lovely when we see those kind of like that that with people within that community going we're not bothered about what you think we're going we're exploring natures for everyone it's quite uplifting when you see the the kind of counter reaction to the negative like you said focusing on the positives There's a greater positive reaction after it, which I think is just admirable as well. Um, Right, on to positives. Let's talk about some positives. Let's talk about this city we both live in. London, let's share our favourite green spaces. Where's your favourite green space in London?
1: So one of my newly discovered ones is Richmond Park. I actually only went there for the first time two weeks ago, I think. Um, which is like which is sounds crazy which is crazy Um, I've heard of Richmond Park generally because of the deer that I see I saw even (laughs) I saw like deers and I was like what yes and the last time I saw deers was in Scotland so seeing deers in Richmond Park was like I love scotland as well like i'm i yeah. love scotland That's, i just want to throw that in <laughs> but, uh, like, yeah like seeing well, the it. stairs in richmond park was just like wow like and mm. i can only imagine how beautiful it is in like spring and summer because the the trees are quite bare there there's not many evergreens and stuff there but just looking yeah. at how vast it is and the deer and pond and all sorts is happening there and it's like it was super exciting I didn't even get to explore it fully that's yeah. how vast it is as well and yeah, that, it's been... that's like one of my newly that like, found amazing spaces in London but I'd say more locally um one of the dearest parks to me is Deptford Park uh I grew okay up in cool that, that was like the part that we just I grew up in, in a way, and even now I'm able to look at it in in a different lens as well because I can now see like some of the things in there that like the lavender and stuff like that, and notice yeah, yeah. like wow, like they, they've got this growing here, and even they've got a section within the park <laughs> that they didn't have when when I was younger, which they grow stuff as well. So just that noticing this type of stuff is like made it even more special to me as well in terms of locally and a pathway as well near me there's another one of my favorite green spaces which the pathway is quite interesting because it's only like green on the sides but it's still like really beautiful because um, okay. it's quite a long stretch and yeah, like a, yeah it's about a 15 minute walks of just like greenery around it and like wildflowers mm. and nettles and cleavers and so it's like really nice as well um especially for like a walk and stuff and
0: yeah nice. uh, yeah
1: those are like some of my favorite spots what about you
0: Okay, I've got to say Hampstead Heath, because it's where I walk dogs every day, and over lockdown. With thousands of other people, I was there all the time. Um, It did feel smaller after lockdown, because I feel like I've explored every crevice of that green space. (laughs) Um, But I've explored a lot more places around, on the canal... And stuff like that and I think one of my other favourites is I actually really like Hyde Park. Mm. I don't go there a lot but when I do it's vastly different to where I'm used to because North London well I mean I say North London Hyde Park is North London but like uh, where I am around isn't, Islington it's very tree very like wooded and very kind of dare I say the word wild (laughs) Um, but when you go to Hyde Park it's a bit more organized but there's still some wildlife and some kind of you know flora that you see there that you don't get over this side because it is a bit more managed and it's a bit more pocketed so I, I do like Hyde Park as well and other than that I do love the canals I love walking on the canals and I love seeing a bit like you said it's okay you're on a path and there might only be like a verge of wildflower or something but that's where I've seen some of my top wildlife that's where I've seen so I'm going to get my nerd moment on that's where I've seen some like some of the caterpillars and butterflies that I've seen for the first time like we saw our elephant hawk moth for the uh, caterpillar for the first time on the on the canal in London so it was like you know I've been looking for them on Hampstead Heath and other green spaces for years and then I go for a walk on the canal and my girlfriend and I were like damn look there it is (laughs) (laughs) found it straight away so yeah I'd say those those places are some of my absolute favorite but there's so many nuggets in London where you just don't realize you're going to see stuff and then you do
1: 100% 100% I'm with you in terms of like seeing like how places that because we live in this city and this urban space and the it's not as vast in greenery like you have to kind of tap into like certain spots but the places of which have like minimal greenery still have like so much wildlife there and it's so beautiful to see like what you're saying it's so wonderful Mm. to see and it's also like it brings that for me that literal city girl in nature vibe in terms of I'm actually a city girl I'm just like walking down this pathway but then there's like all this amazing edible food around me and beautiful wildflowers and all this types of stuff and that's what brings the beauty for me as well like being able to have those best of both worlds I suppose a bit like Hannah Montana in a way so it's like (laughs) it's really great in terms of just being able to like tap into that
0: and that's a couple of times now you've mentioned foraging so is this something you enjoy doing do you enjoy wild foraging
1: yeah so foraging all the stuff of which i feature on my online series as well mm. from like meditation outdoors to the foraging to botany yeah i've got like a newly interest in all of them even birding now as well i'm like anything nature and outdoors i'm like putting a hand in the pie and studying it more so i can enjoy nature even more so like foraging is definitely one of them as well i actually did a mushroom forage once last year which i was i always thought like when i started doing foraging that would be like the last on my list Because of how hard it is to kind of be able to make sure you're getting not like a a funky mushroom that's going to make you like (laughs) completely sick or maybe dead. So I wanted to make sure that I was like with people that had knowledge and stuff and I actually was able to go away knowing quite a few mushrooms. And I was really pleased with myself because I didn't realise it wasn't <laughs> that hard, actually, like, to, especially in a place of which actually has, like, mushrooms, especially in a season where yeah. they're growing, like, abundantly and you can kind of see, like, all, like, I'm just in awe, I'd say, <laughs> like, yeah. all these different <laughs> things that um, I'm, like, getting more and more interested in and building up my knowledge on and then sharing it with others. That's also my, my like... Mm. Part that I really find important as well, not just keeping this knowledge to myself, sharing it with other people so other people can have t- these tools yeah. and also it can also spark their interest in whatever they might be interested in too because mm-hmm. I, I, that's why I find it so important to do all these different types of things and like because someone might want to be a birder and someone might want to be a botanist and someone might want to do yoga outside, or be just mindful. So mm-hmm. it's just like finding what other can work for anyone. And also I use these same things that that work in different ways for me too. So yeah, that's kind of a bit about like me in terms of the different things.
0: I, I never think I do enjoy foraging. Well, not that I don't enjoy it. It's something that's not active in my brain. I'm not like, I'm going to go out foraging today. But as soon as I start, I can't stop. <laughs> like I can't, like in summer when the blackberries are out or the end of summer we have to make so many blackberry crumbles. Or we have to like, do you know what I mean? Like, If if we go past an apple tree that's slightly hanging over someone's garden, I'm like, and I'm like picking the apples (laughs) up. Like it's, I just get so into the wild garlic as well. And there's other, is it, there's one called Pennywort. I think I might, that might be wrong. Please don't fact check me on that, but, or do fact check me on that and correct it. But there's there's a big circular plant, like circle leaf that grows it's almost like a really thick spinach it's got a really thick leaf and it's quite watery but what my point is once you start learning about different things you can eat outside and how to like you said especially with shrooms when you can do it um sorry when i say shrooms i mean mushrooms and um, when you can start doing it safely <laughs> it's so exciting and it's that extra connection with nature isn't it that you can just go like i'm going that one step further find with-
1: it so pleasing i think I think, oh, 100%. Kind of I think even me like i then started noticing stuff that i had not noticed before like i saw some grapes growing and i was like what? grapes like what?" <laughs> even i was like what grapes like i had to take a picture on the road with the grapes in my hand to remind me that gro- grapes grow here like, i think it's coming outside of someone's garden onto yeah. the street but it's like i was amazed that like, i had to do my like foraging basic skills in terms of like check if that was actually a grape get it and that like, kind of taste it a little bit and i was like this is actually a grape there's a seed inside and everything i was like amazed that i had come across it like just on That's the along the road kind of thing so yeah
0: that was so funny what a great reaction to seeing grapes just shouting grapes <laughs> <laughs> um So, although I am aware you said you like to talk about the positives, but I am going to ask this question anyway. So, with all of the work you've done with kind of because you you focus a lot on the youth as well with nature, don't you?
1: Yeah, a lot of it. A lot of the work that I do is for the next generation as well, essentially.
0: What would you say some of the challenges are facing city people, particularly the youth, then, with connecting to nature?
1: Honestly, Ryan, I don't really see challenges. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. I feel like a
0: that's a good thing.
1: I feel like the reason why I probably don't come across challenges as well is because of the facts of which I once was them.
0: So it's yeah. kind
1: of easier in terms of I've lived their experience in a way. So it's not really a challenge. Mm-hmm. It's more of like I'm able to be real and authentic and relatable. So it's yeah. like there there isn't really that kind of awkwardness or like who's this person trying to tell me about berries growing on the on the, on the <laughs> side of the road or telling yeah. me to like you know get out outdoors more like it's even mm. the way I speak or even the way that I dress and stuff like that is it automatically kind of brings this kind of trust with these young people and this that's kind really of cool. kind of vibe that they just feel like oh rah this is something cool actually like this is actually yeah. good like, that's the reaction and kind of um, impression i get from like being around young people and even hearing like people reaching out to me via emails asking me to come down because young people are like asking about city, ceo nature so it's like mm. i'm even having an impact hugely um young people that are engaging in certain projects are going to other projects and talking about me kind of yeah. thing, which is so beautiful for me to hear and be able to be doing something like that in terms of having that impact and stuff and a lot of my work is mainly about that anyway, giving that back because I feel that by me doing that, that can spark another younger person to get into whatever they truly might want to do as well. Because City Girl and Nature is not just about like essentially getting out into the wildlife and nature. It is that, mm. but it's yeah. also about how can you use that to also get your true authentic self and that's how cool. can that empower you to do your passion, whatever it may be? Yeah. And how can the nature help you along that journey? So that's also a part of City Girl Nature and what it's about. And yeah, I hope that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it does. It's, I, I like that. I, like, I i really love your vibe of, I don't see challenges. <laughs> and I think because a lot when we talk about nature on this, on Into the Wild Wildlife and Conservation, you know, because there are a lot of issues in that in the world and it's so easy to start talking about this, but it's so nice to hear, and refreshing to hear from yourself going, there aren't challenges. You just got to be, do you know what I mean? you got to be and let nature in and it's, it's it's very, very nice to hear it all. So what would you say is next for you and for City Go and nature?
1: So what's next for me currently is I'm going to be finishing releasing my online series. Mm -hmm. um i've got a few episodes left and i'm i'm actually working on a few projects coming up which include project with campaign for national parks which will be released as well in the next few months and that is about um showing how people engage with national parks my themes core themes is nature and people and I'm going to South Downs. That's the national park I'm going to nice. be focusing on. Okay, so cool. I've never been there before as well, uh, funny enough. Only last year I, I found out what a national park is. So oh, wow. I've, okay. I've not known what a national park was my whole life. So mm-hmm. also given the opportunity to other people like me also to tap into. Like there's these amazing national parks that like have different specialities there as well. So South Downs' main thing is that like history Um, So I wanted to kind of link the history element into like inner city, black and brown people and how that intertwines. I'm going to kind of do like a storytelling type of thing. Um, I was fortunate to be one of the people that um, won the bursary. So that's how I'm working on this project. Another one that I'll be doing is like I'm also tapping into schools and colleges and stuff and starting to do workshops in the community also and speaking at events and conferences and stuff. And these are some of the things of which I'm doing currently. Thankfully for a lot of people that have actually reached out to me, like yourself, doing podcasts and stuff like that, have also brought opportun more opportunities for me and connecting with more people within this world and industry, which has been great as well. And yeah, I'm truly really yeah. grateful for that as well, essentially. So that's just some of the things I've got planned. And apparently maybe <laughs> there's a second series coming. Uh yes. someone said that. Uh, I'm not sure if it's quite true or not, but we'll have to see if that's true so. as <laughs> well.
0: Well, you've got a lot coming up, <laughs> busy time. So the last question for you is the into the world question. If you could pass on one bit of advice onto everyone on the planet regarding the natural world, what would you pass on?
1: Mm, that's the, That's a big question. One <laughs> thing. <laughs>
0: Just one thing.
1: Okay. I think I've said it already and I'd say it again the natural world and nature is all around us and it's mm. within us i think that's the one thing that i would say to everyone nice. and hopefully people can take multiple things from that
0: yeah <laughs> i love the way you like hopefully they can yeah <laughs> that's nice and i think that's something very new that we haven't had on the show before which is lovely um Questia, thank you so much for being on the show. I've loved watching your videos. Everyone listening, watch the videos. Check out Questia on um, Twitter. Are you on Instagram as well?
1: Yeah, I'm on Instagram as well. My Instagram is City in Nature. Everywhere is City in Nature. My Twitter nice. is City Girl Nature though. There's no in for Twitter. And then Sorry. my website is citygirlinnature.com. dot com. So
0: awesome and everything's going to be linked in the write-up of the show but mate it's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you and i'm super excited to see all the things you've got coming up in the next year because it, it's been lovely to watch everything you've done so far so thanks so much for being on into the world
1: thank you so much for this opportunity ryan and i hope you stay blessed
0: thanks again for listening everyone if you'd like to keep up to date with the projects and work that Questia is working on then you can do so on social media of course her tags are in the write-up of this episode also you can follow us on social media at into the wild Pod on Twitter and into the wild podcast on Instagram. And if you'd like to get in touch about into the wild or ask any questions or suggest any ideas for some episodes you can email me at into at gmail.com. A quick note to say that all the opinions and expressions expressed in today's episode belong to the person that said them and do not represent those opinions held by into the world or anyone that we work with or are affiliated with. If you would like a shout out on the show or to be put into a draw to win a free Into the Wild podcast mug, yes please, then all you have to do is review the show on iTunes or Spotify or both and send me a screen grab, take part in our weekly nature highlight share every Sunday on Instagram, or you can tip Into the Wild via our Ko-fi link in the write-up of this episode. Of course, you can do all three of those things and increase your chance of winning the monthly mug. Until next time, keep well, stay safe, and live the good life.